welcome to Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud, a podcast series focused on Intel Select Solutions, a suite of verified solution configurations that can help IT teams meet the demanding needs of a growing infrastructure. Here's your host, Jake Smith. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be in the world. I am Jake Smith, Director of Data Platforms Technologies, and I'm joined today by Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Net Elastic Systems, David Williams. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Jake. It's a pleasure to uh, join you this morning or afternoon. Afternoon, wherever you may be. Uh, <laughs> so, David, thank you for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and Net Elastic? I mean, you guys are an emerging new player in a very big market. That's right. Well, yeah, I appreciate that. So, I've actually spent 25 plus years on the communication service provider side of the industry. So, I was with you know operating companies, both small ISPs up to very large public carriers for my entire career. And so, you know, when I joined NetElastic, I was really excited about the technology that they were developing and how it can help communication service providers really solve some pressing network challenges. So NetElastic is a, you know, as you said, an emerging player and really focuses on high performance data plane routing in a software environment. So we really try to help carriers move to a virtualized network infrastructure and we've put particular focus on our virtual broadband network gateway or virtual BNG. It's one of the more challenging use cases within a virtualized environment. It's really that on-ramp for fiber to the home customers, even legacy DSL customers onto the carrier's network. And that's what we really focus on. We're based in Silicon Valley. You know, we've got about 40 engineers just dedicated to this challenge. And we've been excited about the success we've seen in the market. Well, you know, it's very topical for you to come on the show because for many of us, we're working from home now. Can you talk a little bit about why you've been so successful so early? I mean, you have a dedicated group of engineers, but you guys are getting some early successes because you're solving real problems. Yeah, that's exactly right. Certainly in today's environment, it really highlighted why carriers need to move to virtualized network functions. Now, they had been moving in that direction previously. In fact, this initiative has been going on for several years, which is one of the reasons we focused on it. But starting, you know, in February, early March, we really saw why it was so important for carriers to have more agile network infrastructure. With COVID-19 and the shift of the population globally from office environments with everything set up and face-to-face meetings and all of that, to remote learning, remote work, and video conferencing for their meetings, all of the network traffic shifted very rapidly. And with fixed traditional hardware routers, it's very difficult to change those for that shifting environment. Network virtualization and virtualized routing solutions allow carriers to very quickly adapt their network to these changing demands. And we were seeing high growth even before COVID. So it was really almost whether it's icing on the cake or the straw that broke the camel's back, depending on which way you look at it, you know, it's just a great example of why modern virtualized networks can help. And it's really about agility. 
That's a really great point, David. You know, I think they underestimate the importance of an NFE infrastructure for their network. They want to virtualize their back office and they say, well, of course, I've got to virtualize my legacy applications. Of course, I've got to virtualize these set of applications that run well with VMware and the Microsofts and the Red Hats of the world. But they forget about the importance of virtualizing that network. Now that the vast majority of us are going to be pushed into really pushing the edge of the network, where do you think this goes? I mean, you guys are really in the first stage of the growth of your company, and yet you're having amazing success. Where do you think this all goes here over the next couple of years? Well, right now we've got some great deployments with some you know small to mid-sized carriers. We've been working with probably 40% of the top 20 global carriers. And we're seeing firsthand, not only the small and mid-sized carriers that have already adopted our solution, but we're definitely seeing that the large carriers look at how they can leverage technology like ours across very, very large networks to really help improve the quality of experience for their customers, respond more quickly to events like you know, COVID-19, where traffic jumped 50 to 100% in certain segments. And really, it's the future of how networks are going to be built. The other part of that is just the massive expansion of fiber to the home, right? So DSL is hardly ever talked about anymore. It's definitely a legacy technology. Even where cable has been deployed, DOCSIS is being replaced with direct fiber to the home. And we're seeing a lot of growth in that area, which requires new agile routing functionality like a virtual VNG to help keep up. Well, I'm certainly excited for fiber to my home. I've been waiting and trust me, I, I want to be first on my list in my neighborhood. I want to let everybody know that. So Comcast, CenturyLink, Verizon, if you're listening, please buy this solution from NetElastic and put uh, fiber to my home. Uh, no, but all the selfishness aside about my broadband connections, why is it so important for NetElastic to take the approach that you've taken? You haven't jumped into too big a deployments to find yourself, you've really sort of crawl, walk, run yourself to this position to be in preparation for some of these larger deployments. Yeah, so the real advantages of a virtualized solution are really what are driving small, medium, and very large carriers and communication service providers to these solutions. And in addition to the agility that you know I talked about responding to these changing network requirements, it's also flexibility, right? To separate the hardware decision from the network functionality that's required in the network. Carriers no longer want to be tied to these physical fixed capacity platforms from the legacy vendors. They want to be able to select the hardware platforms that work best for them, deploy them as they need, and be able to maintain that software network functionality regardless. So that's that flexibility. They can make more precise network investments when and where they're required and move functionality around the network. One of the trends that we're seeing quite strongly is carriers moving from very large centralized deployments to far edge to enable mobile edge compute, fixed wireless convergence, all of that to lower the latency, improve performance and quality of experience. They can start moving some of the video caching, streaming services, 
all close to the customer with virtualized solutions that you just can't do with physical hardware. Well, and that's true because you just can't deploy everywhere. There's not enough conditions to deploy everywhere. Can you talk a little bit about how you're working with Intel, David? I think our listeners want to know, okay, this is great, Jake. You bring on the next generation. These guys are winning deals. They're growing. But does Intel really work with them? Yeah, we've got a great partnership with Intel. We're part of the Intel Network Builders Program. And through that, we've been able to do joint technology collaboration. Intel's provided help where we've needed it. We've been able to do advanced work on some of the new technologies that Intel is getting ready to launch. And so those have been very powerful from a technical perspective. From a sales and marketing side, we've done joint demonstrations to very large carriers. We've done white papers and benchmark studies, which help educate those that aren't familiar with these solutions on what is the art of possible and to show it in an independent lab, not just our claims, but something that actually somebody else spun up, ran, benchmarked, and proved it. And that's been a great collaboration. And then just joint marketing activities and even doing joint sales type working opportunities together has been a great, great partnership. Well, you know, we're excited about it, David, as you know. And thank you for talking about the peer review piece because that's so important. We're scientists at the end of the day. We're in the science business, right? And if we're not willing to do peer review and validation of our joint technologies together, I feel like that puts our customers at a disadvantage when they go to deploy. And that's the best part of the relationship. So I'm going to take you on a trip to the future, if you would, for our listeners. So The world is clearly getting closer. We're communicating to each other all over the world. Broadband networks are being deployed, but there's a lot of talk that the infrastructures are infrastructures of the 1980s or the 1990s, and we need to really upgrade that. Where do your thoughts go when you think about the communications infrastructure that we have today and where we need to be? And where does NetElastic go in this growth to the future? You know, if you just look at some of the numbers that have been published historically about broadband growth, the amount of video traffic traversing our networks has been growing, and I think it's expected to grow 400% by 2022. That's a massive number, a big shift from the traditional video delivery to over the broadband networks. We've seen broadband consumption within a household rise 25% year over year and lots of new applications, right? Innovative applications. I think many of us now have some sort of surveillance cameras at our home. A lot of that data is being viewed remotely or even stored in the cloud for further analysis. Sometimes it's security. It can be used for a lot of different reasons. That's just one example of new applications that didn't exist just a few years ago, at least ubiquitously. That's right. So there's a lot of demand on these networks. So carriers are struggling to keep up with that. How do they handle 25% year over year growth and consumption of broadband traffic, essentially, to residential homes, millions and millions of homes throughout the world? So how do they do that effectively? They have to not only upgrade their infrastructure, but they can't keep upgrading their infrastructure with fixed capacity solutions. They have to have something that can scale and grow as these networks change over time. Uh, Otherwise, they're making maybe a 10-year investment growing into it. It's completely underutilized, which is not a cost-effective way to do that. So they have to do this, and we're just here to help enable, right, to allow them to better serve their customers, grow their networks, 
and do so in a very flexible, agile manner. That's outstanding. You know, it's so fun to think about the idea that we can grow flexible networks. I mean, the scale that your solutions offer are pretty incredible. It's quite amazing. Where can our listeners find out more information? Well, we do have a YouTube channel where we've got some video demonstrations and some other content that can be helpful. But the best place to start is really our website, which is www.netelastic.com. And from there, they can get to our YouTube channel. They can get some content, some joint white papers that we've done with Intel, showcasing some of the technical collaborations that we've done and some of the Intel technologies that we've leveraged to really maximize performance and customer case studies. David, thank you so much for coming. I love having you on the show. We're going to have you back in hopefully a couple of months so that you can give us an update on your progress. But, you know, COVID has really transformed. As Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft, has said, digitization has gone from a two-year cycle down to two months. And projects that were three years out are now happening in 30 days, or at least getting kicked off because we have to respond as a species, as humanity. What are your final thoughts? Where's the future of Net Elastic, and you know what are you most excited about? What gets you up every day to come into the office, even if nobody's there? It's actually seeing our solution get spun up, tested, and then deployed in production. That's very exciting to me. In fact, just this morning, I had a customer that approached us literally just a couple days ago, was interested, heard about our solution. I shared a little bit more. They said, how do we try this? And it's software. So they are able to try it in a very small environment in their lab, prove that it works for their use case, and then quickly move that to production. And that's exciting for me. He came to me this morning and said, okay, I'm ready. It's already installed. Where do I go next? I'm like, yeah, here's the documentation. Here's our team that will help you. And let's get this going. So every time that happens, it just validates what we're doing and why it's so important. And that's exciting. Well, it is. And, you know, when customers are successful, it really puts a smile on your face because a happy customer makes for a very, very enjoyable weekend. So, David, I want to thank you for joining me this morning. And on behalf of Intel, I want to thank David Williams, Vice President of Sales and Marketing for NetElastic. And wherever you may be in the world, we wish you a good morning, good afternoon, and good night. 